Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Plymouth Cars present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutton. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Hello, this is George Murphy with a story for all of you because all of you are concerned. The half million cerebral palsy of America need your help. The situation is a grave one and only you can remedy it. Your contributions in the past have helped to establish new treatment centers and educational facilities. But because of the increasing number of CPs, we need your help again. United Cerebral Palsy is privileged this year to have as its national campaign chairman a man whose background and determination will give this year's drive great impetus. I would like you to meet our national campaign chairman for 1954, Mr. William Clay Ford. Bill? Thank you, George, and thank you for a very great help to UCP. It is indeed heartwarming to have a man with us like George Murphy, a man who devotes so much time and so much energy to the needs of those less fortunate. But even with all of George's devotion to UCP, we must have your cooperation as well. Please send your contribution to your local United Cerebral Palsy affiliate. bedroom slippers taking it easy. I got to do this more often. McGee, the man from the shoe repair shop just came in. He brought your shoes. Huh? Oh, swell. Let me have them. Here. They refused them. They what? Well, look at those worn-out old things. How you wear your shoes out so completely, I don't know. Let me have them. I want to talk to that guy. Oh, dear. What kind of a shoemaker is he, anyhow? It's... Hey, Stopolis, just a minute. Yes, Mr. McGee? I understand you refused my shoes. Oh, that's right. You're not just Whitney Dixie. Would you like to be so kind as to tell me why you refused my shoes? Uh, Mr. McGee, the Stropolis shoe repair shop, we just repair shoes. We don't do magic tricks. What's the matter with them shoes? Oh, McGee, the man is right. Look at them. They're falling apart. Well, they look a little shabby, sure, but gee whiz, there's nothing serious wrong with them. All them shoes need is new heels, new soles, new tips, new tops, and new ties. That's all. He's right, McGee. Even those broken laces need new knots. Believe me, Mr. McGee, 30 years I've been fixing shoes. And this is the first time I ever take a look at a pair of shoes, take off my hat, and put it over my heart. (laughs) They do look sort of pathetic with their little tongues hanging out like that. Oh, Molly, don't joke. This is serious. Now, wait. Look, Strop. With a little glue here and there. Here and where? These shoes... They got a heel, all right, but they ain't got no there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. McGee, but it's no use. If my wife, she's not so nearsighted, she's not taking shoes in the first place when you bring them. Give up, McGee. Get up off your knees and let the man go. Well, okay. But gee, who is my favorite shoes? Well, thanks for coming over to tell us about it, Mr. Crapolis. Uh, the name is Stropolis, Mrs. McGee. S-T-R-O. U-L-O-U-P-O-U-L-O-U-S. Trapolis. Well, mm-hmm. 
Thanks for making a special trip to bring them back. Oh, that's okay. I'm not making a special trip. I'm coming this way anyhow. Uh, come on, Sophie. The eye doctor is down this way a couple of blocks. We have your eyes fixed, so next time if you cover it, this for to the money to recover you. Gee whiz. This is a big disappointment to me, Molly. I thought I could get at least another year out of these shoes. My very favorite shoes. They look like you played three seasons of soccer in them. And spent your off-season time kicking cans. Go put on your other pair. What other pair? What other pair? Why, the new other pair we bought six months ago. They were exactly like these, only new. I haven't got them. What happened to them? I like these so much, I gave the other pair to her. I never wore them anyway. And that electric motor he had was just what I needed to run that invention I'm going to start on when I get time. What invention? The McGee Electric Shoe Shiner. When I get it worked out, I can keep my shoes looking neat and clean. Well, if that isn't the silly... Listen, you go right over to Herb Travis's house and give him back his motor and get those shoes. I can't do it, Molly. I can't do it. Herb traded them to Soapy Taylor, the window washer. He said they were swell for gripping windowsills with. Where does Soapy Taylor live? New York. He moved there last month. Herb had a letter from him the other day, and he says... Oh, this is ridiculous, McGee. Get your hat. Hmm? We're going down to Miller's shoe store and buy you some new shoes. New shoes? Oh, no, Molly. Gee, please, you know what torture I go through. I don't need new shoes. I got my sneakers and, and my old hip boots and, and these bedroom slippers. I don't know why we have to go through this every mm. time I take you to the shoe store. Other men go in, buy shoes, and go home. They don't carry on like you do. Well, other men ain't got sensitive feet like I got. I always did have sensitive feet. Get your hat. It's 5 o'clock, Molly. They close at 5 They're open tonight till 9. Oh. Oh, hey, I tell you what let's do. Let's go down to the Salvation Army store and buy me a broken pair, huh? Nice, comfortable pair of secondhand shoes. We are going to Miller's Shoe Store and buy you a new pair of shoes. And I'm mm. going to embroider your name in them so you can't trade them off. Now, come on. Them new shoes will start killing me the minute I put them on. M- may I make one last request? What? Can we just wait till tomorrow morning and go down there to the shoe store at daybreak? Daybreak? Yes. Then you can tell my grieving friends that McGee was shot at sunrise. <laughs> okay, I'll go quietly. Back to it, Sylvester, in a minute. Part by part, only Plymouth dares to compare. Plymouth engineers have taken apart the 1954 Plymouth and current models of the other two best-known cars in the lowest price field. They've compared the three parts by part. Frame, body, safety features, the whole car. Get the full story in the big eight-page picture booklet. Yours free at your Plymouth dealer. You'll find the features only Plymouth offers. Take safety as just one example. Plymouth tops the other two by having safety rim wheels, electric windshield wipers, better forward visibility. Get this comparison booklet free at your Plymouth dealer. Learn why Plymouth is America's best buy low-price car. And remember this figure, $1,582. That's the factory retail price of the Plymouth six-passenger Plaza Club Sedan. That's at factory Detroit, Michigan. All taxes, transportation, and delivery charges, license, and optional equipment are extra. Part by part, only Plymouth dares to compare. You sure Miller's shoe store is open this late? Maybe then. I phoned them while you were getting the car out here. The salesman said they'd be happy to see you. Mm. I wish we could have parked a little closer to the store. 
silly walking down 14th Street in my bedroom slippers. Oh, I forgot all about that. Should have worn my hip boots, I guess, and carried my shotgun and claimed I'd been duck hunting. It's probably better this way. Since the duck season has been closed a couple of months. Yeah, I guess. Oh, my God. Now what? My socks. All in them? No. That's a relief. I'm not wearing any. Socks? No. You rushed me out of the house so fast, I forgot to put my socks on. Look, when we get there, you go in first, buy me a pair of socks, and then come out again, and I'll be gone. I mean, uh, I'll put them on. That seems kind of silly. No silly to me taking off my slipper and Miller asking me if I want to play This Little Piggy Goes to Market. We'll both go in and buy you a pair of socks and put them on. Then we'll buy you a pair of shoes. My goodness, what's so complicated about that? Well, gee whiz, Miller will spread it all over the Elks Club that I go walking around town barefoot without any socks and bedroom slippers. After the ribbon I took at the Elks Club last week about that black come on, eye... Come on, come on, we're here. We'll just go in. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold everything. Look in, look. Buying that new pair of socks. Dr. Gamble. Yeah. All right, when he comes out, we'll tell him what happened, and I'm sure... He sure will. At the first Elks meeting. And he'll make it sound funnier than Miller would. No. I'll get the socks from Doc, all right, but you leave it to me. Here he comes, here he comes. Now, act like we're just passing by and... Fine, Miller. See you tomorrow. Well, look at there, Molly, if it isn't old Dr. Gamble. Hi, Beltbuster. Hello, Doctor. Well, if it isn't little Droopsmooth and his charming wife. Hi, Molly. What are you doing downtown? I'm glad you asked that, Doc, old man, because I and Molly, we're out collecting tonight. Oh, that's odd. So am I. And your bill is... No, no, no. We're, we're out collecting clothes for the meeting. But we might run into some of our good friends downtown here who'd like to help. Oh, dear. You don't say. Clothes for the needy, eh? Anything at all. Shirts, ties, even a pair of socks. Don't have to be old. We accept new ones, too. You do, huh? That's right, Doc, old generous pal. A new pair of socks would be just fine. Well, by a strange, almost uncanny coincidence, I just bought a pair of new socks. Well, isn't this a conspiracy? I mean, a coincidence. That's right. Size 12 and a half. A little big, but I guess they'll have to do. Do? Or this poor old needy man I have in mind. Here he is, not this kind of silly. Why don't we just... Oh, that's all right, Molly. I'm always ready to aid a worthy cause. You can have him, McGee. Good. Oh, and uh, by the way, Molly. Yes, Doctor. The next time that poor needy old man comes downtown to buy a pair of shoes, give the sad old girl a the pair of socks. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, Doctor. I told him not to be so silly. <laughs> well, he was in his bedroom slippers and perhaps... I saw him coming. Yeah. Well, gee whiz, I hold my slippers while I put these socks on, Molly. Yeah, yeah. you made quite a picture crossing the street with those sloppy slippers falling off, barefoot boy. Oh. <laughs> That's a picture I'd like to have in an 8 by 10 for the next Elks Club oh meeting. My. Oh, my. Oh, oh. Now, look, Doc. Don't go giving me trouble on account of because these bedrooms... If you ever decide to breed those mules, I'd like to have a coat, buddy. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Very funny. There. Come on, Molly. Let's go look at the shoes and get this over with. Thanks for the socks, Doctor. Goodbye, my dear, and so long, Blunderhead. Good Another night. Another amusing McGee is to tell the boys at the Elks Club. What did I tell you, Molly? The only reason he gave me them socks was just to get first rights to this story instead of Miller. <laughs> well, at least I got a free pair of socks out of him. I don't have to face Miller with my bare feet hanging out. <laughs> ah, Mrs. McGee, come in, come in. Jackson told me he's called. That's right, Mr. Miller. Want a pair of shoes, Nor? Something sporty. You know, a suede or maybe a moccasin. Fall out. I know exactly what you mean, McGee. Here they are, all wrapped up and ready to go. Wrapped and ready? Well, I figure why waste yours and Mrs. McGee's valuable time? You've been buying shoes here for years, and I know exactly what you want. No. Every time you come in, you say, Miller, this time I want something different, something sporty, a suede or maybe a moccasin. Well, no more of those dull brown brogues with the square toes and the heavy soles. So I wrapped your shoes for you. You wrapped what shoes? Style 385. Square toes, heavy soles, and that dull brown you always decide to stick to after we go through the routine. 
You know something, McGee. He's right. We didn't even have to make the trip down here. <laughs> Pay the man and let's go. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Molly will be right back. This is Bill Goodwin, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with Bob Hope and his morning radio show, and I'm wondering whether you've been listening to it. It's getting funnier and funnier. For instance, almost every day now, Bob has a question period with the audience. Just in case you haven't heard it, let's listen in on one now. <laughs> yes, my good man, right there. Hold here, Robert. Thank you. <laughs> is there a sober man in the house? Yes, honey. Were you born in 1903? Down. Sit down. Yes, honey. Do you always chew gum? There's only way I can keep my brain away. Too bad we haven't time for all of it, but this is the kind of fun that's now making the Morning Bob Hope Show one of the great comedy radio shows of all time. Every morning on your NBC station. See your local paper for the time. shoes by now, McGee. Fine. Hurt your feet? Nope. They did for a while, but I solved the problem. How? I took them off. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Plymouth Cars have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Mr. Stoppelin, Arthur Key Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Herb Byglin as Miller. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night when a stubborn case of the hiccup almost gets the best of Mr. McGee of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Follow the Senate Committee hearings tonight on the NBC Radio Network.